0: Warning, the following stories are based on actual historical events. It should be noted, however, the women telling these stories are completely stoned. Viewer discretion advised.
1: Hey guys, I'm April. And I'm Madison. And this is is High Hurstory. You keep leaving me hanging on this. Sorry. (laughs) You're cracking me up though. (laughs) What? And you're counting, yeah, with my little head nods. <laughs> <sighs> All right, hey guys, yeah, we're here on time today-ish. Yeah, we're on time
0: earlier than we have been, yeah, which is nice because whew, those late nights
1: were rough. Yeah, last two weeks we've been doing this way too late at night. Oh man. Anyway. Anyway, Ghost Towns. Yeah. I'm just pretty excited about mine. Episode 15! I
0: counted. That's pretty crazy. I went through. I couldn't believe it.
1: Does it feel like we've done 15 of these. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know. <laughs> like, next week will be four months. Weird. Yeah. But, we also had weeks where we took breaks. So, I mean, we've
1: technically been doing it longer. That's true. Because I mean there was what three weeks just when in between all of our vacations.
0: Yeah.
1: And then two weeks ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know mental health. Yeah. Uh, please. What do you have on your face? <laughs> Dirt dust of some kind. Uh, okay. Ghost towns. Ghost towns. So, so, if you're going to hang over here, it's cool. You just can't be looking at Don't yourself. look yourself. Hey, Why stop. I just told you not to do that. She sucks. Okay. Anyways, so ghost towns. My ghost town is Bannock, Montana. Mmm. Yeah. So, Should Bannock It is a little noisy. Yeah, I see so. Okay. BRB. Yeah, one minute, please.
0: <clears throat> I am Gina. the other day.
1: That's why it's on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. All right. So, Bannock, Montana. So, Bannock is fairly... Well, it was fairly new place. It was only founded in July of 1862. Okay. And at the time, it was technically in Idaho. Like, Montana wasn't a thing yet. Idaho, Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never saying that in grade school.
0: Um, I'm sorry. That's all I had in my head. Just after <laughs> the second you said Idaho.
1: I think I think think it every time I look at the word. So what was it that you actually said? Um Montana wasn't a thing yet. So it was in Idaho territory. Oh, okay. Cuz technically, yeah, Montana didn't exist. Mm. Um And the reason that Bannock was founded was because some guys found gold in a creek nearby. And that was the first time gold had been found in Idaho. So <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm it's only in the first part of the story, so thank goodness, okay, um <laughs> I was afraid <laughs> anyways, so because it was like the time it was like I said it was the first time that they had found gold there, um so when people heard this, they were like, Oh shit, like we need to go there." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to that place. Yeah. <laughs> it's famous for the potatoes. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> um, and so because of that, it, like, people just, like, flooded there. And so. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? I still think it. <laughs> I can't help
0: it. Oh. It's stuck in my head now. Okay. Anyway, I mean, and then, then I also just think it's funny that you keep saying there instead of saying Idaho. That
1: time it wasn't <laughs> even intentional. That's why it was like, I don't understand. No oh. <laughs> anyway. Yes. All right. So, by October, so that's only three months, Bannock had over 400 residents. And you just think about it, I mean, they were fucking traveling by like horse and carriage here. Yeah. So, in three months, 400 residents that's pretty insane um so clearly because of the gold it became a mining town um but like it wasn't just miners that showed up obviously you can't really have a town without other people um so res it's residents included deserters from the civil war outlaws and of course businessmen looking to capitalize on all the new people arriving to this town huh. um but because it was a mining town, there really wasn't a whole lot of ladies. And um, the women that were there were, they were called, they they referred to them as painted ladies. They were saloon girls. Mm. Um, They just called them that because they wore makeup and they dyed their hair. Mm. Um, And, of course, you know, some of the miners had wives, but there were really few and far between. So it was mostly just a lot of men. Gotcha. And... We all know how men are, um, because so by like by eighteen sixty three, Bannock has got over three thousand residents. So that's Damn. one year, and it's got three thousand residents. Booming. Yeah, That's us really what I wrote. Booming, all capital letters. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, because of its reputation for gold, and because they keep finding it there, it's booming. However. Uh, that's not the only reputation Bannock has. Bannock is fucking lawless.
0: What?
1: Like, if you were traveling on any of the roads leading in and out of Bannock, you were gonna get fucking robbed. And probably murdered.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: So how so did, how was
1: one able to leave town? Not always, but you know, like lots of murders and people getting robbed were happening. Mm-hmm. Um. So these people, they referred to them as road agents, which I think is kind of weird. Okay. Um. Uh, but they were part of this group referred to mm-hmm. as the Innocents. Not like. Like NTS. Yes. Okay. Um, like they are innocent. Yes, the innocent. Since yes, yes, you know me in the TSS. Yes, (laughs) Um, Christ's peace. Yeah, Yeah. that That was a lot, Jessica. Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so these people, you know, they refer to them as the innocents. Or, or themselves as, I don't know. Because okay. they weren't innocent. They were fucking robbing and murdering people. Hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so in January of 1863, so only a year after this town has been founded, uh, a man named Henry Plummer arrived in Bannock, uh, and he was just like a pretty likable dude. People are like, he's, he's charismatic, um, he's got good head on his shoulders, Solid, 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 dude. Um, So he was elected sheriff, and they're like, "We can do something about this shit. We want to be able to just live our lives and not feel like we're gonna get robbed for the little gold we find." Um, So they hire him. They elect him, thinking that that's gonna happen. Does not happen. Does not. Things actually get much, much worse. And over the next several months, um, the road agents rob and murder over a hundred people. Damn. Like a hundred people out of the 3,000 that live in Bannock? sorry, what? That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm sure they weren't all citizens of Bannock, because there were other towns mm-hmm. nearby. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... In December of 63, so literally, been I mean, less than a year has this man been sheriff. Uh, the citizens of Bannock are pretty much like, fuck this shit. Sheriff Plummer's doing not a goddamn thing. We're still getting fucked up every time we leave this town. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to take shit into our own hands. And they f- formed the Montana vigil- vigilantes And it's Montana at this point. Okay. I don't know when that happened, but it did. But yeah, it's Montana. So they form the Montana Vigilantes. Not very original. But... Mm -hmm. It's very clear. (laughs) So they started visiting suspected outlaws in the middle of the night. And beating the shit out of them Mm -hmm. and being like don't do your shit anymore like otherwise you're gonna keep getting the shit beat out of you like stop stop fucking with people (laughs) pretty much (laughs) um which is like fighting fire with fire I feel like but whatever um so that's outlaws that were caught in the act of like Robbing or murdering someone, I guess. Hmm. They were immediately taken to the gallows and (laughs) hanged. And didn't have any kind of trial whatsoever. Just (laughs) hanged. Dead. So, this... uh, I don't have a specific date. But basically, over a 42-day period, the Montana vigilantes... Hung 24 members of the innocents. Um. So each time they're, like, taking these people, again, they're not giving them any kind of trial whatsoever, but they're trying to get information out of them about, like, who's leading you, why does this seem to be organized?
0: I just want to be clear so that I'm understanding. The innocents... Uh Uh-huh. Or the bad guys. The murderers. They all suck, but yeah. Okay. The vigilantes are, are the, trying to are be- Are the
1: citizens that are stepping in because the the sheriff's not doing anything.
0: Okay. So they're like the rogue police force. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. Like, think neighborhood watch on drugs.
0: Yeah. I just wanted it to be-
1: Like, on stairways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So, I mean, they're a group of concerned citizens, or are they just, like... No, they're wielding this... They're beating the shit out of people. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, th- these... Like, it's not the police that are taking these people and hanging them. It is the vigilantes. Mm. That's why there's no law... Lo- that's why there's no... Aha. Uh-huh. ...hearings and shit, because... Aha. Uh-huh. ...they're not lawful in what they're doing. Um. Oops. So, my leg hurts all the time. I'm just trying to And you're fine. Um. So, like I said, so like the the Montana vigilantes are trying to get information about who's leading this or this group because it clearly is is organized because they're not getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of the outlaws, like just trying to save his life, told them that the leader of the Innocents was none other than Sheriff Henry Blummer.
0: Well, no wonder he wasn't doing a fucking well, thing. Well,
1: we'll see. Let's see. So, I found no proof of this. From what I read, historians do not believe that he was the leader of the innocents. Mm, okay. Uh-ohm. However... One night, the Montana vigilantes are drinking at a saloon, as one does, and they get rip-warm drunk, and they decide that Sheriff Plummer is fucking guilty. Oh, and they go capture him and two of his deputies. They make him watch as they hang his deputies, and then they hang him. Yep. Oh, my. <clears throat> but the reason historians don't believe that he was part of this and that outlaw was just trying to save his ass was that after the sheriff and the deputies were hung, the robberies and murders didn't stop, and they actually got more frequent and more organized. Mm. Uh, so that actually leads many historians to believe... That it wasn't plumber that was the problem, but the vigilantes themselves. Yes, and that they were the issue. <laughs> um, yeah. So unfortunately for Manic, like I said, we're talking about a ghost town here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gold dried up. There wasn't a whole lot of it. Um, so over the next few decade, de- decades. <laughs> Decades. The population was... is... It okay? Yeah, it's okay. Decades. <laughs> <Dickens. Beel.
0: laughs> okay, I could not remember his name earlier and I wanted to say it so bad. Bill.
1: Beel. Beel. <laughs> it's okay. Gosh, anyways. That will never not be funny. My goodness. And that is why I cannot finish it. I, I cannot watch the rest of it. Because I... And it, oh, it's very dramatic oh yeah yeah struggle we tried so yeah its population plummeted gold was gone people were like it's the fuck out uh by the 1940s nobody was left which you're like oh the 1940s that was not long ago um but bannock was literally only a town for about 80 years so like when you think about it not being that long ago Bannock itself was not that long ago. Yeah. Um, it was just, boop. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So it's, it's like only a,
1: a single generation. Yeah, basically. a single generation, literally. Crazy. I like because I was like, "Oh man, like 40s doesn't feel like it should be a ghost town." But then I think about it. Yeah. yeah anyways. It makes sense. So yeah, only a town for about 80 years, and then it became a ghost town. Um, they say sheriff's plumbers ghost haunts haunts it because it's now a state park mm-hmm. um because when like the last kind of citizens moved out um a lot of the original buildings are still standing, so I think, oh yeah, over sixty buildings remain standing, mm-hmm. and a lot of them can be explored um. So, yeah, August 15th, 1954, the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks declared Bannock a state park so that it can continue to be preserved. Mm. Um, And they are preserving instead of restoring um, because they want people to be able to experience the authentic American West. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Cleo. But that is the story of Bannock, a town that was only a town for a hot minute. (laughs) With a crazy fucking story. Yeah. I mean, that's something, like, that kind of shit happened in a town that was barely or barely here. And then you think about all of fucking history. Yeah. And how much shit happened. And how much shit we just don't know about. It hurts me. Yeah, look at us. Learn a new thing. One week at a time. <laughs>
0: I love collecting my random facts. I know. <clears throat> I, uh, like when I can remember all of them.
1: Sometimes it's a struggle <clears throat> to uh, sit down and do our research, but I do love the profit I love like, learning about all this stuff. Oh. Okay, so let me get down to mine.
0: That's right. Oh, hear my voice crack! (laughs) I'm puberty. Apparently, again. Maybe I'll get a few inches taller. Fingers crossed. You're telling me. This short girl life. Anyway. Hi, I'm April. I'm talking about. Centralia, Pennsylvania.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So, Little Wall Centralia is a near ghost town Okay. in Columbia County, Pennsylvania. It is the least populated municipality in Pennsylvania and it's completely surrounded by the Conningham... Township? I don't know why it's relevant. They included it, so I told you. Okay. Okay. So. Brief history. Just so we can kind of understand. The land passed through several hands. Gotcha. So. The internet said that the Native American tribes of the area sold the land. We know that's a goddamn lie. Yeah, we sure do. Um, to That makes up the land of Centralia to colonial agents in 1749 for about 500 pounds. So, in 1770, there was a road built from reading... Or Reading, I don't know, to present day Sunbury, I don't know, two towns in Pennsylvania. Yep, aptly named Reading Road. That's how I'm gonna say. it. That's what it looks like. Reading. Okay. So, a large portion of that road later became Route sixty one, a highway okay. in Pennsylvania. Um, is the main highway east into and south out of. Centralia, okay. so it's a major route that just poop goes right through. Gotcha. Oops. Whoops. Yeah. So in seventeen ninety three, Robert Morris. He signed the Declaration of Independence. Apparently, he was a hero in the Revolutionary War. Cool. Big deal. Whatever. Some old white guy. Yeah. Acquired one third of he the valley land wasn't as great as history says it was exactly and when they say acquired, they say it acquired. I'm assuming when he took the land from somebody or he was gifted this land that was taken from these tribes, uh-huh. which is how he acquired this yeah. valley land. <clears throat> anyway, so that was in 1793. In 1798. He declared bankruptcy. <laughs> and the land was surrendered to the United States of America. They were okay. like, boop, that's ours now. Thank you. So, French sea captain, I'm assuming it's Stephen Girard, purchased the land and 68 tracks. I don't know what that means. I don't either, and I forgot to look it up. Okay. East for $30,000. Dang. Yes, from the United States. Because he learned that there was anthracite coal in the region.
1: Mm.
0: Apparently, it's a big deal. <clears throat> so, about 40 years later, Some guy opened a tavern and named it the Bull's Head Tavern. So that's what they named that town. Okay. Ten years later, in 1842, the land was purchased by Locust Mountain Coal, an iron company. Okay. So, a corporation purchased the land. Right. Right. <clears throat> and Alexander Ray, a mining engineer, moved to Head. And he began planning the town. Like, mapping out what would eventually become the, the streets and the the roads and buildings. Like, he planned the city. And, like, lots for development. Okay. <clears throat> he named the town Centerville. But it was changed to Centralia in eighteen sixty five, so that's like thirteen years later.
1: Mm.
0: I'm getting really good at mental math,
1: like I'm proud of you. Quick
0: little mental math.
1: I can't say the same. Anyway,
0: it's because I can't always run get like, a calculator. Sometimes I have to just ugh, try to figure it out. Anyway, <clears throat> so. The coal deposits had been overlooked before the Mine Run Railroad was built in 1854. So, that was like 12 years previous. Okay. So, it was built to transport coal out of the valley. That's when they realized just how vast the deposits were. Oh. So, in 1856 the first two mines open on this land that is owned by the Locust Mountain Coal and Iron Company. Okay, so they're fucking raking in <clears throat> money. Yes, so the Locust Run Mine and the Coal Ridge Mine open in 56. Four years later, in 1860, Hazeldell Colliery Mine opens. 1862, two years later, Centralia Mine And then one year later, the last mine, Centralia Mine. I'm sorry, the Continental Mine.
1: Dang, that's a lot of mines.
0: Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five. In this one town. Jeez. Yeah. So, in 1865, two years after that fifth mine was built, but nine years after the first two. Okay. <clears throat> because that's a lot of damn minds
1: mhm, it's really nine years no seven years because <clears throat> it would have been nine years 56 from 56 to 63
0: 3 13 oh yeah, Between the five and mines the last... and 13 years. Jesus. That's a lot. <clears throat> so, in 65, the Lehigh and Man-oy? Mahanoy, some railroad, was built to expand the transport of coal. The coal sales to a wider market. Okay. In all of eastern Pennsylvania. Because they were like, hey, if we can... Boop, get it there, then hell yeah, we can sell it. Good so, money. Yeah. So, in that town, obviously the coal industry was the primary employer. They dominated the fucking right. economy there. Um. So, in... So, like I said, Alexander Ray is the one who came to the town. He's the one who built, like, he founded the city, basically. Mm-hmm. And... That was in eighteen forty two okay in eighteen sixty eight so six twenty six years later he was murdered ooh By members of the Molly Maguires. Which are who? um, So he was murdered during a trip between Centralia and Mount Carmel. Um, So um, the Molly Maguires. (coughs) Were a secret organization of coal miners. Allegedly responsible for acts of terrorism. Terrorism. in the coalfields of Pennsylvania and West Virginia from 1862 to 1876. So, like, when you say acts of terrorism... They would, like... Okay, so they named themselves after a widow that led a group of Irish anti-landlord agitators in the 1840s. So, they basically... We're trying to organize a mine workers' union and improve wages and working conditions.
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. But they didn't go about it. In in a good way. Yeah, they just really went around and beat the
1: shit out of people. I mean, I guess that gets your point across.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, eh, not the best message to put forth. Disagree with me. As they yeah, it they were make you living. Work them. Yes, they were living epitome of talk shit, get hit.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh,
0: scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was just trying to take a trip to Mount Carmel, and poof, they got him murdered. Yep, murdered, killed him dead. So it wasn't until 1878, ten years later, that three men were finally convicted of his death and actually hanged. Okay. Like, it took a long time to, like, figure out who it was, I guess. So, Centralia were actually a hot spot for the Molly Maguires in the 1860s. And, obviously, you can see why. There were five mines in this town. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, the leaders of the Molly Maguires were hanged in 1877, which ended the crimes. But... Legends say that many of the descendants of the Moliguiers lived in the area until the nineteen eighties. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and um back in eighteen sixty nine mm-hmm. um Father Daniel Ignatius McDermott, the first Roman Catholic priest to live in Centralia cursed the land after he was assaulted by three members of the Molly McGuire's In 1869 So he said like in this curse apparently Uh that there would be a day when St. Ignatius Roman Catholic Church would be the only structure left in Centralia Um Yeah So He was like, okay, fuck you guys I'm over this they beat the shit out of me. Uh. Yeah. I didn't look and why. I was afraid to know. <laughs> Pro- probably just because it's Catholic. Probably. Yeah. But anyway. So, coal mining in Centralia actually continued into the 1960s. Okay. So, it's about 200 years. Um, and then in the 60s is when most of the companies shut down.
1: And because, like, coal ran out, or what? Basically. Mm. Like. Wells dry, move on.
0: Yeah, I mean, deposits get, resources get depleted. Yeah. They just mine the fuck out of it. But, actually, some, like, bootleg mining continued into 1982. Oh. Like, people would go set up, like, illegal... Mm -hmm. mining structures and try to make money yeah um but they ended the rail service to transport coal in 1966 um and so that's where i'm just kind of gonna boop stick a pin in it okay we're talking about ghost towns for a reason Uh
1: uh-huh
0: i'm talking about a town that was continued into 1982 houses a ghost
1: town. Right.
0: So, there's a fire.
1: Hey. Nothing ever good happens with a fire. Yeah. Um, it's a big fire. And it destroyed everything but that damn church, didn't it? Mm <laughs> That'd be creepy. Yeah. But no.
0: <laughs> so,. The <clears throat> plot
1: of a movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yikes. Okay, so, there are a few theories about how the fire started. The first one is from David DeCock, author of Fire Underground, Oohs. the Ongoing Tragedy of the Centralia Mine Fire.
1: In the mines.
0: Said, he said that the fire started as an attempt to clean up the town landfill. And so in his book. In that book. He published that in May of 1962. The Centralia Borough Council. Hired five members. Of the volunteer fire company. To clean up the landfill. That was in an abandoned strip mine pit. By a cemetery outside of town limits. So. So. Cleo, I can't see you, but I can hear you. <laughs> I saw your little ears perk up. I know. I'm not are listening. Cut it out. That's all I can see is her ears. Yeah. Breath. I know. Anyway. <clears throat> so. So typically, like... You hire a volunteer fire company to clean up the landfill, you're hiring them to burn all that fucking trash. Uh. So, apparently this is something that they did... So they're not destroying the earth now, they're destroying the atmosphere. Yeah. They're just... (laughs) This is something that they did every once in a while. Um, And this had been done years prior when the landfill was in a different area. Uh. So... May 27th, 1962. Firefighters set the dump on fire, the landfill, Uh and let it burn for some time. And then they're like, why is it not going out? Like, we have been trying to put this fire out for, like, a very long time. So, what they didn't know when they set the fire is that there was an unsealed opening in the pit. So it was just
1: constantly getting oxygen.
0: That allowed the fire to enter the labyrinth of abandoned coal mines beneath Centralia. Oh no. Yeah. That
1: is not good.
0: No. So... Other reports say that the fires started the day before when a trash hauler dumped hot ash and coal discarded from coal burners into the open trash pit. Mm. Another book called The Day the Earth Caved In said that council minutes say that there were two fires at the landfill that they were trying to put out. Uh. So I don't know if that would just be like because the way that the mining tunnels had been made that maybe the fire had just come out somewhere else Mm. and so it was technically the same fire or if it was because wherever these this hot ash was dumped had caused a fire and then there was this new fire Uh. that had been set you know like maybe in a different area but then I'm like it would have overtaken everything If there was some tiny little fire. But anyway, whatever. It's the borough's fault. By law, they're responsible for installing fire-resistant clay barriers between each layer of the landfill. They fell behind schedule, and it wasn't complete.
1: Uh. And then they were like, oh yeah, go set it on fire.
0: But it's not safe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's their it's their fault. Not cool. Um there's also another theory that claims that the Bast colliery fire of 1932 was never fully extinguished. And that it reached the landfill area by 1962, and that's when it had been slowly smoldering oh. before it was fully set aflame. Um I don't know. There was not really any um conclusive decisions. Mm-hmm. But this guy named Frank Jurgle Jurgil It's either way it's bad. J-U-R-G-I-L-L-Jergle? Jurgle? That's what I said first, right? Yeah. Jurgle Senior. So there's another one. He disputed that theory. He's like, no, that couldn't that couldn't be a thing, because he said that he and his brother operated a bootleg mine near the landfill where the na- where the landfill would later be. Right. From 1960 to 1962, and they wouldn't have been able to work in the mining tunnels if the fire was still burning. It would have been noxious. Like... They would have passed out. Yeah. The flames would have been toxic yeah, and right. they would have, like... Eh.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's like, nah. I don't think that could happen. But I don't know how credible. I mean, he said that he was running a bootleg mine. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not the most credible person. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, believe what you want. Yeah. So, anyway. So, this fire was started in 1962. So whew, dang long time ago. Yeah. Nineteen seventy nine. Is when it went out? No. Nineteen seventy nine. Let's see how many years is that? Seven, 17 years. Seventeen years later. John Coddington, a gas station owner, inserts a dipstick into one of his underground tanks to check the fuel level. When he pulls the dipstick out, he's like, hmm, dang, that feels warm. So, he put a thermometer in the tank, and it was 172 degrees Fahrenheit. It's going to explode. So, ah, they were like, oh, man, this fire is more serious than we thought. 17 years later, this underground fire has been smoldering under this town. And they've just been living there. 17 years. Yeah. So, the fire... The little
1: ground uh, beneath us is on fire, but let's stay. Let's build a house. Yeah. What?
0: So, the fire started to gain statewide attention when 12-year-old Tom Domboski fell into a sinkhole. Four feet wide and 150 feet deep. (gasps) That suddenly opened up in his backyard. He was just playing in his backyard. Aww, so and it became a fucking sinkhole. That's so sad. So he was rescued. Oh, good, he didn't die. Oh, yeah. He was rescued by his 14-year-old cousin. Who was outside playing with him.
1: I literally was, like, panicking that he died.
0: No, but they did say that his cousin, like... Because his cousin rescued him, like, if his cousin would not have, the gases that would have been at the bottom of that sinkhole would have killed him, like, in minutes. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, he was living because his his cousin was able to to get get him in time, yeah. Which is incredible, because if you think, they were 12 and 14. Yeah. Like... Dang. Think about how dumb boys are at 12 and 14.
1: I know. And he's going to have to be like, did you save my life? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, he survived. <laughs> but, yeah, a sinkhole just fucking opened up in his backyard. So, they were like, oh, my God, maybe this is actually a big deal. You know? It's well, not just I very hot gas tanks simmering under a gas station. Yeah. Like a fucking and you bomb. Know, and you know... Idiots in 1979. They were smoking when they were pumping their gas. Yes, they
1: surely were.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so 1983, four years later, Congress allocates more than $42 million to the city of Centralia for relocation, and nearly all citizens accepted the offer. So, over a 1,000 people moved, and 500 buildings were demolished. Dang. Yeah. So, I'm going to come back up here just real quick, because I skipped it in the beginning, because it wouldn't have made sense, but then I forgot to go back. Oops. I went way back to your stuff. (laughs) That's not what I want. Oops. Okay. So... The population went from 1,000 in 1980 to 63 in 1990 and 5 in 2017. Oh, dang. Yeah. So, in 1992... All of the real estate in the town was claimed under eminent domain from the government, and it was condemned by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Oh. They were like, "It's not a safe place to live."
1: Yeah, clearly.
0: Um, the zip code was discontinued in 2002. Like, <laughs> they're like, "No, like, don't even go there. It's not a place." Yeah. So, so let's see. Let me get back to where I was. Whoops. Yeah. So, okay. So, in 1983 is when they offered everybody all that money. So, seven years later, most everybody yeah, was, was gone. Whoop, gone. Yeah. So, in 1990, there were uh, you know, around 60-ish residents because this one says 63. Uh-huh. Um, 1992, Governor Bob Casey invoked imminent domain again on all the property in the borough because Centralia was incorporated as a
1: borough.
0: Mm. Um, And he condemned the buildings. Like, they're not safe. So the residents tried to overturn the the ruling. Oh, yeah. And they failed. Because it's not safe. Yeah. So in 2006 uh 16 homes left standing 2009 11 homes left standing and that's when governor Ed Rendell began to formally evict the remaining residents like you have to get out of here it is not safe um yeah so 2010 5 homes remain mm-hmm march two thousand eleven a federal judge refused to issue an injunction that would stop the condemnation of the town he was they were going they were trying to condemn the town uh-huh. and these residents tried to intercede and a judge said, No, not safe yeah so that was March 2011. Eleven months later, February 2012, the Commonwealth... I'm assuming it's just like the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is like the state of Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Um, so, Pennsylvania State Court ruled that the purpose of the condemnation no longer exists. Because... They said... Like, because they presented some kind of evidence stating that the fire... They said the fire moved and that the air quality was the same as it was in Lancaster. It was no longer toxic to people to live there or dangerous. But... I don't get it. Why would you want to live somewhere where there's a fire burning underneath you?
1: Yeah. Even if it moved, it's probably coming back. It, it's coal! It's coal!
0: <sighs> yeah, so October 2013, so like a year and a half later, and just over a year and a half, the residents settled their lawsuit with the state and received $218,000 in compensation for the value of their homes and another $131,500 to settle additional claims. And the right to stay in their homes for the rest of their lives.
1: Well, if there's another sinkhole, that's not going to be long.
0: Yeah. So, the fire actually reached the neighboring village to the south, apt, you know, like, named Burnsville. Oh, nice. But it's spelled B-Y-R-N-E-S. Oh. So. But it still
1: Burns. It's still Burns.
0: Yep. Just like and that damn fire. So, it was also abandoned, yeah. They were they were awarded compensation and, you know, relocation oh, okay. money as well. Yeah. Because they had to relocate. Um, so, there is still a last remaining church. It is a Catholic church. I don't know if it's that same one. It didn't say. Oh, there... It's the fury the of hell coming through those minds. <laughs> yeah. So, it still holds weekly services. I don't know if COVID has impacted that. <laughs> I don't know if the church has fallen into a sinkhole. That's what the internet told me. I
1: feel like the people that would stay at. a I'm not gonna finish that sentence. People yeah. that would stay in a yep. fucking mine fire.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, there are a lot of signs about the underground fire. About unstable ground. Dangerous carbon monoxide levels. Like, all kinds of stuff. All around. But, like, just... Casually, like, like, being in the middle of Centralia, you wouldn't know that it was, there was a fire smoldering under there. Mm. The smoke, like, comes out of certain vents, like, in areas around the city. Um, I'm assuming because some of it has to have caved in by now. I'm sure. You know? So um so like you can actually see like smoke and steam coming from an abandoned portion of Route 61 that highway that mm-hmm. that had been that major road right. at first. Yeah. Um it was it was actually it was weird because when I was reading um hold on. Okay, yeah, we're still good. I have just a few minutes, and that's good, because I'm wrapping up. Anyway, when I was reading, um... The residents fought about having Route 61 closed, and finally they just, like, fucking gave up during COVID. And they're like, whatever, close it. It's it's not safe, it's stupid, just Whatever my gosh. But it was a town that went... It was a highway that went in and out of nowhere. Like... Yeah. Central didn't exist anymore. All the stuff said... The city now, it basically looks like... Like, nature is overtaking it. Oh. So, like... Most of it's been demolished by now. Yeah. So, it's mostly, like grassy areas but you can see like where the streets were. Weird. Yeah. So I think it would be kind of cool to go just like see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But like That's what also That's like about mine. Yeah, but like also it's burning under there. Yeah, like. <laughs> but I'm like but people have also lived here for the, this many years. I don't want to fall
1: into the sinkhole.
0: Exactly. So I'm kind of like ah! does the risk outweigh <laughs> the reward? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, agreed. Anyway. Um, But there was this funny little story. So, yeah. So that is why Centralia is a ghost town. I think those five residents are still clinging to life with the tippiest of their fingers. Waiting for a sinkhole. Yeah, basically. Anyway, but there was a time capsule buried in 1966. Which, I'm like, that was stupid. Your town is literally on fire underneath you. Yeah. Anyway. And it was opened a few years early because some people actually tried to find it and break into it. (laughs) Oh. Lame. Yeah. So, it was open two years early. It was supposed to be open in May 2016. So, it would have been 50 years later. Um, but it was filled with a foot of water. Ooh, that's a bit smelled. Yeah. And it had a miner's helmet... A miner's lamp, some coal, a Bible, local souvenirs, and a pair of bloomers signed by the men of Centralia in 1966. (laughs) And I was like, "Holy shit!" In 1966, I can just imagine a bunch of men standing around a big old pair of panties, laughing and signing their names. I know. (laughs) Fucking
1: men don't change. I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's Centrillia. crazy little place, still smoking, still on fire. <laughs> Got some people that just refuse to go. let go. <laughs> yeah,
1: very cool.
0: But yeah, I think your place would be okay to visit, and it wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like I'm risking my life. Yeah,
1: well, because it's a state park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I saw pictures of it. I mean, the buildings look cool, and um. I don't know. I. There was one place that was a. It was the courthouse, and mm-hmm. then when it started to when they moved the capital, because capital was Bannock for a while, because mm. it was the first town. Um. But when they moved the Capitol to a bigger city, the courthouse was turned into a hotel. Interesting. So that building is still standing, and I think it'd be really cool to see it. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Wow, well, would you like it there? Yeah, Ghost Towns was fun. I liked it. Yeah, I hope you didn't feel like mine was too just
1: facts. No, not at all. I was worried. Mine was, was a lot of facts, too.
0: I was worried it was going to feel that way. But, I mean, I mean, yours happened so fast, and mine happened over more time. But, yeah. like, man, it was just because of those mines. Like, there were just those resources there, and that was something that I kept finding... In all of my research with most of the ghost towns.
1: All mining towns. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Because I was like, okay, like, all of this is mining stuff. Like, do I really, like, is this all that there is? And
1: so I I kept looking and looking and looking and I was like, okay, like. I just kept thinking. It makes sense. I just kept thinking about that Scooby-Doo episode of the Miner 49er. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, it it makes sense about why that would happen. Oh, we didn't wrap up. Yeah, hold on. Let's see how much time we have left. Oh yeah, like. Oh
1: okay yeah. <laughs> well, tune in next week for yeah. Olympic oh, scandal. Yes, Olympic scandal is very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm
0: super pumped.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, I want to find some juicy stuff. Yes. It's
1: going to be good. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening. Uh, And don't forget, check in with your body. Yeah. Make sure physically you're doing okay. Yeah. Like, I got a colonoscopy this week,
0: guys. Like, get yourself checked. Yeah. We're struggling. (laughs) Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye. Oh, look. We made it. With seconds to spare. Fifty.